Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Hey, everyone. Dr. Andrew Rothschild here, co-host of the Untold Physio Stories podcast. And I wanted to share with you a couple of my favorite um, pain science analogies, things you can use with patients, try to help them kind of better understand uh, some concepts when it comes to persistent pain, reframing their their thoughts about pain. And these are some things that you may have heard before. Uh, I've definitely done some Instagram posts on these, uh, so you can actually also refer back to those. People find me on Instagram at a Rothschild PT. Um, but the first is the idea of just the pain is an alarm system, and I think this works well because patients can, most people have been in a situation when they've been in an office building or been in their own home and a fire alarm goes off or the smoke alarm goes off. And I usually ask patients, well, how often have you been in the building and the, and the fire alarm has gone off and the building burned to the ground? For most people, that has not happened. They go, yeah, it's usually just, it's just an alarm. It's because, oh, maybe it went off because there was some, someone burning some toast in the toaster oven or there's some leftover residue in the, in the toaster oven and it, it caused a lot of smoke and the, the, the smoke alarm went off. Or maybe they're running a test of the system. And so they had to, they had to test the, uh, the fire alarm every once in a while. Maybe there's something going on with the electric wiring, just like the nervous system becomes overly sensitive. So the wiring is a little bit haywire, there's a little bit of a short, and the, the alarm goes off for no reason, and the fire department has to come and check out what's going on. You know, kind of like if you're cooking in the kitchen as well, and you, you know, if you're cooking with oil, or if you're cooking in the stove, and the stove might have a little bit of, you know, a little, little dirty or something drips to the bottom uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the oven, and that, that starts to, you know, uh, get cooked really quickly and starts to burn, and that will start getting a lot more smoke in the kitchen, setting the, the smoke alarm going off. But that doesn't mean that there's a fire. And sometimes this can help people sort of distinguish, you know, again, hurt from harm. And we're so conditioned to assume that pain is due to, there must be some sort of injury, there must be some sort of damage. And you now with acute pain, yes, it can be more likely there's some sort of um, micro trauma, certainly some macro traumas, depending on the nature of the injury. But even with acute pain, it doesn't always have to be significant tissue damage. Uh, a great example I heard, uh, actually another podcast was like, you know, if you're, if you're a parent and you have kids, you've probably stepped on some Legos at some point in your life walking across the, the living room floor. And believe me, that really, really hurts when you get a, a corner of a Lego right in sort of the, the instep of your foot. But there's really, if you look at your foot, there's really no damage to it, but it certainly is painful. 
Um, so again, that's, that's even another example you can use sometime, especially for, for parents out there with young children. That's something that many people have probably experienced, if, if not a Lego, stepping on some toy of some kind, or even dog toys. For I've, I've done that plenty of times, stepping on my dog's toys and catching a, a, a chewed end in, on, my, on my bare foot. But, you know, the idea of differentiating that, again, the hurt from harm, and like I said, people have been so conditioned to associate pain with damage, it can be very hard to kind of help to, to reframe that thought process and using different analogies and metaphors, especially those that they can relate to, um, can be very helpful. And another one I like really kind of focuses on the idea of context. Um, again, you know, people can be more sensitive uh, and have more painful experiences during times of higher stress, doing things that they don't enjoy, um, and then they associate that with maybe a positional thing or an activity when it might be really have to do a lot more with the context, the environmental cues, other types of triggers. And so the example I use is that, let's say at night before you go to bed, you watch a scary movie. In the middle of the night, you have to get up and go to the bathroom, you walk across the floor, and you step on a creaky floorboard. What's, what's the physiological response going to be? You know, middle of the night, you just watched a horror movie, a scary movie, your, your heart rate probably going to pick up a little bit. You'll probably be a little bit more aware and vigilant of your surroundings. You know, that's going to be the physiological response based on the most previous stimulus you have as been being a scary movie. Now imagine before you went to bed, instead you saw a comedy. And the same thing happens. You get up, you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you step on a squeaky floorboard. Is your physiological response in that in that moment going to be the exact same? Probably not, because you are preloaded in one in one condition and not in another. And so that is very much that that contextual uh, event in the environment in which things take place uh, can re can really determine sometimes our le our level of sensitivity. Uh, and, and our nervous system and sometimes our perception of pain. And so hopefully that's something that again, a lot of people can relate to and make sense of. And the thing is with, you know, when you're using metaphors and analogies, you kind of want to have people draw their own conclusions in a way. You know, you don't want to try to paint, paint, the, paint the picture for them, but, but letting people sort of connect the dots on their own. It ends up being a lot more powerful. You know, people don't always like to be explained and told um, what they should think or how they should feel, especially when they have maybe certain perceptions about their own condition. They've had ex their own experiences. They're bringing their own background to the table. They've been told other things by other healthcare providers. And this is not something that's going to be a one-time thing where you just tell somebody something, use an example, and they're going to really hold on to it. Some people will latch on quicker than others. Some people it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of repetition and repeating the same things over and over again. And for some people, it's just not going to work very well either. But hopefully these are a couple of things that you can employ in the clinic and hopefully they'll work well with your patients. Thanks for listening and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.